being a DJ is a lot of responsibility. You're responsible for everyone's collective energy and their fun. I know that only a, a little bit. I tried my hand at it once. Seth Herzog, a friend of ours, would um, he hosts a comedy night called Sweet, and I would be his kind of sidekick DJ. And it, it was my uh, responsibility to to play music, play the intro and outro music for all the comedians who were coming on stage. It was a series of comedians, and and a couple times I remember the comedians themselves heckled me for introducing them with lackluster music. Everybody hurts. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't sometimes. that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was, um, I remember like I was really into TV jingles and um, I still am. And I thought that'd be fun. Like who doesn't like uh, the Golden Girls, for example. You take the good, you take the bad, yeah. you take them both and then you have it. Facts of life. That'd be upbeat to me. It was, but you'd be but surprised. But you have like melancholy taste in music. I do, but and you like the shins, you know. <laughs> you know oh the, yeah. So it's safe to say that's not your calling. At all. You know what is your calling? Oh, what? Hosting a podcast. Oh, I hope. Well, let's see. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. You're listening to Life is Short. I am your host, podcast host, and not not DJ, Justin Long. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. And with me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Christian. I'm trying to think of the Golden Girls theme now. Oh, it's like killing me. Um, we should know this. Uh, friend. Um, your friend. Uh, um, oh. Uh, friends. Uh, uh, this is good. See? What is happening? In my defense, I flew from Vancouver last night, and I, I only slept a couple hours. Shit. Oh, your friend. There are so many people sure, listening. To this. You're a friend and a confidant. Thank, you, Thank for you for being a friend. friend. Yes. Oh, God. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> oh, God. I feel 10 pounds lighter. It's, it's also just such a good song. But I think I did play one on with that song. Um, Thank you for being a friend. And it's not – comedians need, like, the energy of a comedy club. You need something that's, like, just raucous and really upbeat. Like, you know what always worked well was – um. That Kiss song, Groove, uh, New York's New York Groove. Oh yeah, you know that was always. I'm back in a back in New York, York Groove. Is something that, that was like ten. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the point is, I sucked at it, and um, guess who doesn't suck at it? Well, yes, you're right. I Which mean, is maybe the biggest understatement <laughs> yeah, about about this person. I know. I know. It's like saying uh, Michael Jordan doesn't isn't terrible at basketball. Yeah. Do you know who doesn't <laughs> drown a lot? Michael Phelps. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yes, our guest today, our esteemed guest, he does so much, actually. Um, he is, in addition to being the probably biggest DJ, I mean, biggest one I, I, I know. I think the most, I think probably the best DJ in the world. The, an iconic DJ. Yes. Um, and he's also, he's a he's a uh, documentarian. He produced, he's an, an, an Oscar, Oscar winner. winning yes, documentarian. sorry, sorry. And um, he's he's a, a author. He's a philanthropist. He's the band leader for uh, Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. He wears a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Um, he is Questlove, our guest, Quest Amir. Love. I get to call him Amir, which is pretty cool. Uh, What's his last name? It's his given name. Thompson is his last name. But yes, he's known to the world as Questlove. And um, he is, uh, he's, a, yeah, The Roots. He's, he's one of the founding members of The Roots. Uh, a, a, a Another iconic, he's got... He's like a multi-icon. And he has a new movie, a new documentary that he produced that's out um, on Netflix, Descendant. 
Descendant. Called. Yeah, it's an incredible story. Uh, we get into that. There, yeah, Quest is one of those guests. Uh, Quest guest. He's one of those guest love. He's one of those guests who it just does. There's too much. There was too much to talk about. And he is a really good storyteller and just such an interesting person overall. Let's hear so, it. Let's, hear, let's get right into it. Enough of us are jibber jabber. Let's get right into well, it. Well, let's get, <laughs> no, I got to stop saying that. Here it is. Our guest love, the iconic, the multifaceted. Jack of all trades. Jack of all, yes. Certainly quest love. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. Do, 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 shaboom. Dell TechFest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technology is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and number will meet again. What do you prefer? Quest? Oh, we're pals. You can... Amir. Amir. Yes. Nice. Quest Love was invented uh, so that I don't twitch in the airport when someone says... I have a lot of hard consonants in my name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's usually 5 in the morning to 7 a.m. because I insist <laughs> on uh, the first... You know, I'm I'm one of those people that has to be on the first flight out or whatever. So yeah. I'm either on the, the red eye or the first thing out and... There's always that one guy that just has to, yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> well, on the one hand, they're saying it excited. They're excited, so that's flattering. But it's yeah, there. It's a tough name to to be hit with. Yeah, in, but in yeah, I, I, but I do it with the reaction of like you know, like whatever, like a, a physical comedy actor yeah. would have a drink in hand and. Uh, I'll, yeah, it's a big, almost like a John Ritter. Quest, you can't. Yes. This is when I wish this were a visual thing too, because Quest just did an uncharacteristically big move. I've never Wait seen it. Here's the thing: I almost said okay. Michael Richards. Oh, I was going to say Michael Richards, but here's the here's the thing: I live my life in terms of pop culture references. Now that I'm sort of on the market, the dating market, I realize oh, nice. that I'm now I'm I'm hyper aware of uh, any pop culture references I give. Because uh-huh. even now I'm in an age yes. where it's like, yes, Wu-Tang Clan. I never heard of them. And yeah. But is that a uh, Chinese restaurant? Right. Exactly. And so I wanted to say John Ritter, but instantly I'm so shell shocked from ah. I've, oh. I've prevented myself from giving any reference that doesn't come before 2005. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, then it may, maybe it's also the people that you're having to reference things in front of. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> I don't want to judge them. <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> but you also, I'm surprised because you also are so, I, I almost said um, this in a really nerdy way. You're hip in a, in a tech way. You're savvy. You're tech savvy. And I, and your pop culture I would, I would savvy. like to think so, but. <laughs> well, this is from my, my perspective, because you always seem to know, yeah, you, you're like an expert on things. Don't you actually, you talk about tech. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ahead of the curve, but yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Usually, November 
December for me represents a whole nother thing. And this is where I start a mourning process because, you know, for some reason I start the, I start rabbit holing <laughs> about like, what is the next year going to bring? I believe that the start of any decade starts in the third year. Uh, huh. Yeah. So the zero, the one, and the two years, technically. It's still th the last decade. Right. So yeah. what will define uh, these new 20s? <laughs> yeah. As if it's we true. didn't have a preview already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hopefully. I mean, I hope your theory is right. Well, then it's I, hope, like... I hope this is the sea change. So yeah. I feel like 2012, 2022 was one era. And uh -huh. so, you know, I, I just I start getting in my head about math and about, um, <laughs> you know, just general things like. I'm certain now if I I'd spend Beyonce's Crazy in Love, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, which will have been 20 years old. Oh, my God. Well, that reek of, you know what I mean? Like, like I, a, so we would could say like, oh, that's a classic. That's when the style school, Right. They old start school. like right now. Migos is about to be old school. <laughs> Versace came out 10 years ago and basically oh in, in hip hop, God. hip hop and dog years are like the same thing. So, yeah, you've also talked. <laughs> It's so I, that's the things I think about. Halloween is when uh -huh. <laughs> that starts, because even now I'm agreeing to do Heidi Klum's. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the Halloween episode. Her Halloween party. Oh, the party you got to dress up then, like crazy dress up. I didn't even get to that part. Like for me, <laughs> there's only there's only two parties that matter in a calendar year. And uh -huh. that's Heidi Klum's Halloween party and Jay-Z and Beyonce's gold party. Oh, my God. How, how oh. different must those be? Well, it, there's a lot of pressure as a yeah, creative. Yeah. I put all the weight and the pressure on those two parties for how <laughs> my creative DJ year is going to go. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. There's got to be a, a lot more pressure for the Jay-Z party. It was. When I found, started... but I found, I found a niche formula. Huh. I know what that crowd likes. Just play poker. Just play straight poker. One of the most disastrous DJ gigs I've ever had in my life at the White House the last uh -huh. week of the Obamas. Oh wow! Did you and, in front of in front of who in front of the at the White House correspondence? Oh no, this was the last week of the Obama. Oh, so, oh, 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 so just think like, of like hanging out with him. Think of like Animal House. Like think uh -huh. of like the wildest <laughs> party. I I haven't really gone on record about how crazy that last week was for the Obamas oh. in the in the White House. Please. But at one point, I went in the bathroom even the visiting bathroom is almost like you know the library of congress like it's oh yeah you know it's like it's <laughs> couches and plush carpeting at one point there was a a multi academy award nominated actor <laughs> um <laughs> stealing the light bulbs <laughs> get out of here oh we were all taking everything i, I oh really you just ran i took i took a spool of toilet paper what? Um, <laughs> was it monogrammed? I took a whole was bunch there... of M&Ms, uh... <laughs> presidential M&Ms, and I have a, a cup. Is there something on them? Do they say uh, 44? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The presidential M&Ms are special colors. It's like blue, white. You know, I went to the bathroom and caught like <laughs> literally I was like he was like mid screw. And I was like, wait, uh -huh. what are you doing? <laughs> and and he was like, do you know who's coming in here? Like, it's going to be a shit show anyway, so you might as well take what you can get. <laughs> He's going to take a bunch of shit. Now we know that he'll take a lot of stuff. Right. And I was like, well, you're right. So, oh, okay. Let me, let me get a toilet paper. So I, I at least have four minutes of, of music still playing on the tour, uh, on the thing upstairs. And I was like, uh -huh. think quick. And I saw the spool of toilet paper and I was like, 
But I was impressed. It, it was Cottonelle. And uh, oh, I was going to ask. Cottonelle I've never seen great... Cottonelle individually wrapped uh, three-ply toilet paper. What do you do with that now? Where is it in your house? I am a hoarder. I'm uh-huh. a pop culture hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which will so, make it easier to date. You'll have so many references now. Dude. All right. So my ex, when she moved in, uh-huh. I didn't realize that I was living in my version of pop culture collector's version of 40-year-old virgin. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't touch that. It's in mint condition. Right. And literally, yeah. <laughs> when when we kind of made the decision, like, all right, we're moving in together. And yeah, yeah. She hadn't seen your stuff, really? No, she's seen it, but she... She hadn't lived with like it. Like, she... The way that her eyes always, like, darted towards, like, the corners of, of the apartment let me uh-huh. know that these are the last <laughs> times I'm going to see these things. And it's only right because, you know, I have over 200,000 records. Oh, my God. And I'll say that That's half of those records... At least 90,000 of those records come from uh, she's making me like I have to sell my record collection <laughs> or even worse, like divorce settlement, <laughs> like <laughs> out of spite. I got a real good 2000 piece jazz collection from an wow. out of spite because uh, when I saw what I was getting, I was like, wait a minute, like. <laughs> these are mint condition and, and promotional. <laughs> like these are special. Uh-huh. She's like, I don't care. Like uh-huh. one of those <laughs> almost like I'll sell it everything to you for 500 bucks. And yeah. I'm looking like, yo, yeah. I just came from Japan and almost had to pay $500 for this one album. Right? Oh like, my God. Oh my God. And now that I've broken up with said girlfriend, like the house yeah. is now <laughs> getting fuller and fuller uh-huh. of like <laughs> presidential toilet paper. things I don't need. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So my whole point was that at at that White House, that particular gig, the surprise element that I wasn't used to was that I forgot that I also have to entertain people born after 1998. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so there's one point where (laughs) like rule number one is you're never to interrupt me when I'm DJing. Uh I don't take requests. Like My thing is like very arrogant, like I'm Uh Picasso and you don't tell me what to paint. So there's a point where. On my shoulder. Someone's tapping you. Tap, tap. And then my boy's like, uh, you better turn around. I was like, I was like, sir. So you go. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, you're doing great. I, I love it. Everything's great. I love the disco, the uh, the jazz, the uh, the 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 soul, the the rock and roll, the doo-wop. You're playing everything. I love it. Very intelligent. But uh, any points over there, uh, they want to have fun, too. Oh, so, <laughs> play, play something they know and how about some cardi b dude maybe, so maybe literally i'm witnessing a sit-in <laughs> it's literally like his two daughters all oh, their school friends their cousins God. any celebrity that's like 23 20 they're literally sitting down yeah. meanwhile like the spielbergs uh-huh. springsteen jesse jackson gladys knight they're like yeah, they're having get, the rage of their lives <laughs> And That's hilarious. And I'm like, well, I'm playing Beyonce. And then I'm realizing, oh, even she's old to them. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, my God. And yeah, so 1998. I said, sir. Um, Prez. What do you call him? You call him, sir? He's now like, mm, call me Barry. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't call him Barry back then. Yeah. I was like, sir. Um, call me, sir. <laughs> no, call me, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> call me, Mr. President. <laughs> right. I said, um, I said, not for nothing, but um, 
like I have that music <laughs> not <deep>. for nothing. <laughs> right, I had to get street. You know, yeah, yeah. Like on the real hey, son, on the hey, real, hey. you yeah. blow my high son. No, no, play. <laughs> I was like, look, not for nothing, but like I have the music you're talking about, but I don't have the radio versions of these songs. And we're in the White House, like uh-huh. we're we're in this this place of of it's high moral, yeah, kind of sterile. And, yeah, it's not the factory underground. Yeah, and he was just like, we're all adults here. Go 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 play it. And man, I did the most ratchetest, like <laughs> Atlanta strip club uh-huh. set of my life. <laughs> Coming and, up next, we have Destiny. Yo, literally, yeah. this is <laughs> what happened. Stage. <laughs> so I was spinning for two hours. And at that point, you know, it was like I had a good crowd of 1,500 people. Wow. Wow. Maybe 2,000. Wow. Yo, when I started playing like ratchet trap uh-huh. music. <laughs> Suddenly, it was like the smells like Teen Spirit video. It was like it was like four thousand people. Oh, really? And I told my was boy, Spielberg I was like, still out there, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I looked to the side, and my boy, I'm looking at my boy, like, yo, where did these people come from? Uh-huh. And he's like, I think they was in the 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 other room waiting for you to play something that they liked. Oh my god! That's and hilarious. literally, there was one point of redemption for me. And when I say redemption. <laughs> I mean, more or less, maybe I was evidence sorting why I felt so guilty for playing this music. Uh-huh. There's the moment where I catch Bruce Springsteen's eye. No, man. You remember that? You remember the commercial, the indigenous Native American commercial where the guy cries with one tear because yes. of pollution? Yeah. I mean, it's the height of oh, no. everyone just like matching. Oh, no. Imagine smells like teen spirit. Yeah, I am. Like, on, like... on steroids. Uh-huh. And there's a moment where Bruce Springsteen, who's hired me a few times to DJ some of his after parties, uh-huh. like whatever, uh-huh. kind of looking at me like. I'm disappointed. I know you know better than me. <laughs> uh-huh. And oh. literally, he just grabs Patty and gets out of harm's way because like oh. people. Oh, really? I'm not, and I'm not joking. Even like dog, even that, Stevie Wonder was like, like it was that into it. It went from a dance party to almost like a, a spiritual. Like a, the culmination of frustration that we were having at that point, uh-huh. especially about what was about to happen yeah. in the next four years. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. been happening the last three years of this yeah. second administration. Like that release was coming, and that's what it was. Yeah, so, it was like a sweat lodge, like spiritual, like uh, cacophony of like. Like a shaman was throwing it or something. Like exactly. They were all in ayahuasca. So end of the night, I just think it's the worst shit I've ever done in my life. Like uh-huh. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Where I'm, <laughs> I'm crying. I'm about to have a panic attack. But you're making people happy. You're making the president, not just people. So yeah. he's like uh, end of the night. And for real, it's almost like he had everything but like his necktie around his uh, Oh, that's forehead. awesome. That's amazing. Like arms rolled up, everything. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. He's like, so uh, you have fun. You, you try the food. You try the food, the waffles. They, they have breakfast. Like it was like three in the morning, so they made uh-huh. breakfast. It's like you gotta try the waffles, best waffles in the world. And I was like, nah, yeah, that's cool. And you know, like, when is you, that really you, how you're behaving? Is, are, are you really like when you know you're about to cry, but like a real? Yes, I know. Like, well, the heat's coming. The chin is quivering. <laughs> like beatboxing, literally. Yeah. One, two, one, two, go yes. home. So in my mind, I was like, all right, he's been through hell for these eight years. Do not make this about you, Amir. <laughs> all you're going to do is 
however many blinks you got to do to put some tears back inside. You're not going <laughs> to have a dramatic moment. And just yeah. be like, yeah, you know, I, oh, I didn't have any. I'm, I'll do it later. And then he he instantly sees it. He's like, hey, you OK? Um, no. And I was like, I'm, I'm fine, man. I'm good. I'm good. He said, no, what's what's wrong? Oh, no. He dug. Yeah. And kept poking and yeah, prodding yeah, and poking yeah, and prodding. Well, he's suddenly right, like, and he's perceptive and he's he scratches the He scratches the scab off. And then I was like, I was like, look, man, I said, you remember how like when you went to West Virginia two weeks ago and you specifically <laughs> addressed all those coal miners who got cancer and you're trying to tell them, look, I want to give you health care so that you can get. <laughs> yeah. Cancer, and they literally sure, were like spinning sure in the face of help. Right. Yeah, it was very moving, very difficult, frustrating. Right, and I was like, "Do you remember that?" And they just rejected you, and <laughs> you know. And he's like, "Okay," he's. I, I see what's happening here. He's <laughs> like, "You're you're an artist, and uh, you calculated a moment. You 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 pre-planned, and you you thought you knew how the night was going to go. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but here's the thing." And this is the first time, you know, we all use pivot in 2020, but uh-huh. this is 2016. And he's like, but you pivoted and you saw that uh, maybe what you had planned for the night wasn't uh, going uh, as, as you wanted. <laughs> but what you did was great. You you adjusted. And I, I'm not I'm not blowing smoke, but you we had the time of our lives. Oh, man. And what you did, you showed the people. I, yeah, you serve the people. Yeah. And by, by the way, is that a toilet paper in your jacket? Is that a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like everything he said. You can hear like the the faint. You can hear like pomp and circumstance in the background, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like that presidential <laughs> marching band music. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that moment where the coach like ramps up the team in the fourth quarter of the game to win. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's then, like the natural at the end of the natural. I mean, I know that's a dated reference for you, and uh, right, da-dum, exactly. No, no da-da-da-da. dated references. So literally, he um, he's like, you should feel good about yourself. You feel yeah. good now? And I was like, no, I don't feel good. Uh, and what? I left. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I, that. So I left and walking on the front house lawn, I was <laughs> and everything. And I was playing Benny Goodman and little Wayne. They didn't see the genius in that. Like I was like, all those months wasted. And was Lippin well lied to me because I did the same exact thing at the uh, Hamilton after party. Oh, really? Oh, really? And I swear to God, I could have ran for president and won. Like <laughs> So here's the thing. I just took myself out of commission. I, I stopped DJing for six months. Like oh I cut God. my nose off wait, despite wait, my here. face. And so yeah. when Jay and Beyonce talked me into doing it, I was in sort of Batman Joker. Wait, did they get a load of me? Like I <laughs> had a name. I was checking it twice. And so I actually wound up doing the redemption. Like it went from, whoa, he's good to yeah know, he's really good to like yeah oh my god how did you make that happen and then it became like <laughs> oh, that marty good. mcfly invents a skateboard look at him go thing like there was yeah. a moment there was a moment where like diddy jay beyonce <laughs> yeah like idris elba like everyone just stopped dancing yeah to, clearly it was <laughs> like i i planned a, a science like a scientist reap like a, a vision of that's a 
amazing. Beyonce's like, where, where? She's like, I don't know, but I'm going to, she's like Lorraine Bates. She's like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Like, where did he come from? <laughs> right. And so it was literally, it was, it was, it was such a redemptive moment to me. That's awesome. That when it was time to do it the next year, it was uh-huh. like, can you top it? And I did. Yeah. Oh boy. And then last year after I won my Oscar, it was like, can he really top it? And the thing was with the last year, I felt that I had enough leeway to really push the boundaries because they had expectations. They remembered like, remember that time you mixed Belle DeVoe with Nirvana? Like, oh my so, God, really? They were like recounting. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, yo, man, I saw him DJ once. And when he turned the Stevie Wonder sample, the old dirty pass, I was like, oh my God. So to answer your question at the top of the thing, opened up the set playing polka. No, I played having the uh, I I'm I'm mis- uh, Nagila yes Havana Nagila yeah. uh-huh. into <laughs> the song that Timberland sampled for uh, Jay Z's Big Pimpin. Yeah, I into, but they all blend together, and yeah, <laughs> like you know. So that was that was my whole thing. So right now, how cool? Oh, Jay, and to, to impress Jay Z like that, to impress to, Beyonce I, I wasn't, like that. That it wasn't your motivation, but but th- that that was the effect that it had. How fucking cool! I mean, how I, if anything's gonna make you feel better about the presidential? I I I want to say debacle, but in my mind, I agree with I agree with Barry. I think you I served, you served him a big plate of fun. But yeah, to me, it was like I gotta I gotta remember that people will be more engaged when you're not trying to preach and teach them. And to me, I'm not doing a DJ gig. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to teach the history of music. And trick you into dancing. You're playing for Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, and you're impressing these people. Are you your own worst critic? So it doesn't really matter what people think. I also have to say that a lot of my life transformation happened in the pandemic. So, oh, you know, yeah. I'm telling you huh. low vibration Amir stories as opposed to <laughs> the work I had to right. do on myself during the pandemic when, you know. Right. When the world stopped and we all had to deal with ourselves, but but you were playing a lot of music during that time. I remember. Well, that's. I mean, you were still doing those zooms. Right. That's. It's. It's weird how it works out because um, I in in order to get out of my head of the nervousness mm-hmm. of making this documentary, which mm-hmm. of course started with, hey, we have all this footage and da 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 da. And my first thing was like, well, why don't you get a real director then? You know, like I was that person mm-hmm. that yeah literally took. You never entertained it. You had never been like, I, I mean, you do so many it creative things. It took me seven months to person. finally, for them to tackle me and like, we're not taking no huh. for an answer. I was just like, let me just rubber stamp it. Like, get, get let me be executive producer and I'll be, you yeah. know, Ronald McDonald. Find a Ray Kroc to actually do yeah. the work. Like, that's what <laughs> yes, I thought. Yes. They're like, we don't understand that reference. It's too dated. <laughs> 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 Hey everyone, I just wanted to pop in and uh, say hello from this beautiful resort right on the beach.
<laughs> I'm actually here in the recording studio, Christian's it's Christian studio. Busted. I feel like I kind of am. I'm getting a little taste of the tropics because I've been enjoying Tropical Smoothie Cafe's new chia oatmeal pudding bowl. Ooh, what's that one like? Well, I love chia seeds. I know they're really good for digestion. I think there's protein in there. So I, I want to find ways to, to eat more of them. Um, and, but this one also combines coconut milk, which I love, nice, creamy, healthy without the, uh, the dairy, and steel-cut oats, which um, also healthy, topped with um, chobani. You get some more protein with the Greek yogurt, some fresh blueberries, sliced banana, granola, more chia seeds, and, and honey. Ooh, so I a little try. bit of sweet. It's good. I'd like to try that one. I, I've had the acai bowl, which is very delicious. It's Ooh. it's acai base. I see. Um, fresh strawberries, blueberries, sliced banana, some coconut, granola, Ooh. chia seeds. So get on Tropic Time now as you savor a new Tropic Bowl from your local Tropical Smoothie Cafe. If you're a fan of breathtaking, shocking, and sometimes sinister tales, then check out Audible's new collection of exclusive thrillers. It features captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances, so you feel like you're in the story. One title that's next on my list is called Trapdoor by J.P. Pomer. Uh, it's about five strangers, you know I love stories about strangers, who get held hostage in a cellar that's filling with water. water. And the whole thing's being live-streamed by a camera high above reach. Shorties, listen along with me. As an Audible member, you can get one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. That's audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. Also, you do so much. When it comes to directing something like this, it was so ambitious and you get so many, there's so much footage there's to cull through, I imagine. I don't understand how you have the time for something like that. Here, fun fact, fun fact. Back in my must-have 19 jobs uh-huh. uh, <laughs> part of my life, uh-huh. I'm at a normal six now. <laughs> what, are the, what, what are the jobs now? It's obviously... The Tonight Show, uh-huh. uh, I still DJ, I write books. Oh my God. There's uh, my Quest Loves Food, uh, venture capitalist in my food investment portfolio thing oh i direct movies i'm forgetting like <laughs> you, you steal toilet paper you have a big yes and i'm a collector you have a big secondhand well. toilet paper biz yes <laughs> so no, no no at one point it was 19 no. and um, oh my god when i did my short stint for four, five years i taught at nyu Zog is Seth Herzog. Seth Herzog. He's Jimmy's like he's Jimmy's warm up guy. Very funny guy. Friend of ours. And Zog says to me, um, "This is like six weeks before uh, I'm about to teach my very first class." Uh huh. Is it music theory? What What do you teach? Yeah, I, I'm teaching. Uh, it's a music course. I I wanted to teach about um what they call the departure album. The departure album is when when you make your magnum opus, when you make your thriller, your rumors, your purple rain. Your Sergeant, Pe- well, no, actually, Sergeant Pepper is a departure record. So the departure album is artists can't help but sabotage. Like, remember when I told you when good things happen to me, the first thing I do is say, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I think for a lot of people, and I always do this litmus test with them, especially when the Pixar's Up was out, I say to them, if you're holding 5,000 helium balloons in your hand and you slowly uh, sort of escalate to the sky, how long is it going to be before you're like, no, 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 I asked them in the next five minutes, if you're rising up a centimeter per minute, 
in the next five minutes, what are you going to do? Uh huh. Huh. I realize that people are more afraid of the landing than they are of the adventure of the unknown. Oh, of the ascent. Right. Huh. Like that's that would be the most fun thing in the world, right? To hang on to balloons and fly all over. But it's funny, you're right. That that makes sense. That analogy is perfect. I but would people be... are more afraid of how am I going to land? Am I going to be safe? And that's the difference between brain and heart people. Brain people want to know, well, who's going to be there? Or wait, what do I got to do? Okay, tell me exactly what I'm doing. Heart people are just like Geronimo and run and do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I admire, I envy those people. Right. And so Zog is like, this is a big step for you. How are you going to reprimand somebody if they're like on their telephone? And suddenly the strings from Psycho came in. <laughs> zing, 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 zing. And I was like, shit, I didn't think about that. And it hit me that this is the very first job that I'm going to take on that doesn't leave me hiding in place because I realized I made a career for myself hiding in place. Oh, that's interesting. I hide behind the turntables. I hide behind Jimmy. I hide behind Tariq, drum set. This is the first time I'm going to have to look people in the eye and teach. And I was scared out of my mind. So the fun fact about Seth Herzog is uh, he was like, well, the best way for you to get rid of your fear of communicating with people is I'm going to have you just start doing stand-ups and open mics. So Oh, that was his way of getting you to do sweet. He does that show. That was very clever, very roundabout way of getting you to do No, but I went to other spots too. Really? Really? What was that like? Well, he would he would just play my wingman. Like Seth lives in yes and constantly. Totally. Yeah. There was there was one time where there was a guest of the show uh-huh. an hour before showtime got canceled. Uh-huh. Oh my God. No. But canceled in a real way where it was like a scandal and it would just been not a good look to like, (laughs) this person is like in the headlines, number one trending. And he's also the guest on the Tonight Show. Oh no. What did they do? Had he already recorded? So we we always have an emergency rotation. Usually like there's somebody from 30 Rock upstairs at SNL. Like, all right, call call Fred down or call... Cecily, yeah. Whenever you see like an SNL guest on, uh-huh. I assure you that it, it's probably someone who canceled or whatever. <laughs> and so, but this is one of the rare times where we kind of had to stall to find somebody to fill in. I think the person we found was like a a sports person who you know just happened to be there. Was it Rachel Maddow? I don't know. Funny, I remember getting a call similar to this, like, "Hey, can you quickly do the." And I was like, Fuck. yeah, when you get that, yeah. can you please? I'm like, that's where you are on the list. You're way down to me. <laughs> You're coming to me. I know right. there must be trouble. <laughs> well, so, and so Zog, usually the warm up protocol is he gives the uh, the safety things like there's the emergency exits, da 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 da, no photos, no flash photography. He does that small talks for like three minutes. Then the roots come out. We do a song and then he does the where's everyone from thing. And if they're from far away, he jokes about Australia, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's tough job crowd work. It is. Yeah. And after 15 minutes, the show starts. Without any context whatsoever, Zog, and we can't explain to him what's happening backstage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause it's gonna require like oh yeah. Okay, Zog, this is what happens. Yeah. Right. Right. All that shit. And so without any context whatsoever, 
Zog winds up having to do a 90 minute warm up. No. And oh, the, the Wonder Woman did, costume must have come four, up. We did four songs. Oh my God. Uh, we celebrated birthdays. <laughs> I gave away all my drumsticks. Oh, the audience must have loved it. Well, after a while, then it was just like he had to go to each individual person. <laughs> so where are you from? So what do you do? God. What kind of college is that? And he's just running out of punchlines. Oh, my God. Poor and then it just became hilarious to everyone. We didn't say what the specifics was, but we were just like, all right. Zach's like, I've, I guess we lost the guest. I was like, yes, yeah. we lost the guest. <laughs> but I do remember that I believe after that moment, we decided to have different levels of like uh, sizzle reel uh-huh. kind of entertainment things like highlights of the show yeah. like a, the show like a 10 minute one yeah a 20 minute one uh, <laughs> yeah an hour and a half one yeah. like it's like an emergency sizzle reel yeah but but he can do it but I'm, he forced me to enter the world of stand-up comedy for a good three weeks wow that makes sense too to not have that barrier uh your mom came to the oscars right yes uh how what was that like to have i mean what it, it for, especially for somebody who you know, tends to undersell themselves. And like, this is obviously the pinnacle of that world. It was a slow journey and slow journey as in the road to the Oscars also means that there's about 30 other events you go to. Right, right. Director's Guild, Producer's Guild, you know, Independent Spirit Awards, (laughs) Sundance Awards, you know. Yeah. You know, by that point, and of course, you know, I know everyone's curious about my category and the incident that happened with the slap. Uh, but the thing I didn't is, see that part. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Did something happen? You should have been there. It was, it oh, was yeah. Well, I guess I'll never know. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw it at home, but uh, <laughs> there's a point where Amy Schumer came out like, so what did I miss? Yeah, oh, that's right. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They, they did show that yeah. part. Oh. <laughs> um, but for me, and again, like artists are always neurotic. Artists are always evident sorting why they don't deserve shit. And just by that point, I was feeling like the Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially the Doc Branch. We're, we're so mm-hmm. closely connected to each other mm-hmm. and you're making friends. Mm-hmm. And then as the year goes by, then, you know, things start to whittle down and suddenly like it's 10 of you. Yeah. We've all been together uh, for like almost a collective year. Oh, it starts wow. with Sundance. Wow. And it ends a whole nother year later right. for the Oscars. So it must be feel weird then to be like, oh, I'm, I get the thing over you. And like, yeah. And we're right. And we're all sitting together. Oh, and the thing weird. is like, I'm sitting next to Stanley Nelson. Yeah. Who basically created the very first documentary I've ever seen in my life, which was if you're, if you're a young black kid in the seventies and the eighties, your parents are going to make you watch a documentary called eyes on the prize. Oh, it's the best look at the civil rights movement huh. in a documentary called Eyes on the Prize. Wow. And Stanley Nelson does this. And you're just sitting there like, yeah, I'm sitting there with Stanley Nelson. But then like, mm. you know, Flea mm. took so many years to make it. Like Flea was like a 13 year process to make because it's animated. And wow. you're just sitting there like dealing with the anxiety of, am I going to win? What's going to happen to my life? Uh-huh. And also like, do I deserve this? Uh-huh. And they work so hard, too. And huh. I don't want every. Yeah. And there just has to be a point. And I had to learn this after the Oscar, like where I'm such a people pleaser. Yeah. That um, I have to get out that place where I'm I'm not going to enjoy or revel <laughs> in a moment. I'm the same way. I feel you. So, yeah. So even when 
that particular uh you know uh slapalicious yeah <laughs> it's, i gotta give it a cute the slapping name yeah right so when the slapping happened uh-huh. um when it slapped yes when it slapped yeah <laughs> um i one i was uh i learned about micro meditation um weird enough through seinfeld oh, oh, oh. um seinfeld uh put me hip to a, a cat named bob roth so if ever for people that give like a lot of speeches and in this case like his nervousness of going out on stage to a new crowd or whatever so jerry does he sits for five minutes does micro meditation and he's like that's the secret to his success oh, wow. every lunch hour every lunch hour of seinfeld he would micro meditate for his 45 minutes in his trailer what no kidding micro meditation and that's the secret that gets him out of his own way that gets him out of that neurotic i don't deserve this oh wow so bob ross from so two minutes before that moment i'm already like when chris is there i'm like oh this is my category what am i going to do uh-huh so i'm already like eyes closed Mm. <laughs> that's so ironic mm. yeah right yeah. and <laughs> i heard i heard one expletive looked at my mom like wait are they allowed to say that on national television uh-huh. and i looked and i don't know what's going on and i was like wait is that real or is that a sketch uh, yeah but yeah i bet i don't want to use that energy to that because you're literally seconds away from your life so i went back to mm. <laughs> that's so and then i heard it and then yeah, as I'm walking <laughs> to the 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 podium, that's when yeah, there's like, a weird energy in the room now. That's when I realized, like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and so when I get on stage, half that perplexed look was me trying to figure out in record time. <laughs> yes. Okay, that wasn't a sketch. Wow. Was that a, wow. You have to process all of that as you're about to give. Yeah. yeah. And I got to remember like 17 names. <laughs> it's right, right. Don't forget my mom. Don't forget to thank my girlfriend, like all these things. So I, I did a, I kind of did a Seinfeld and it was like, when I, I, I was like three seconds and I was like, just start talking. And I don't know what I said. It'd be funny if you were like, well, that's the deal with speeches at award shows. You know, just started sounding weirdly like <laughs> there's so many deserving nominees, and I'm the one who gets it. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I. It was. It was really. I. I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh, fuck, good for Quest." That was back when I was calling you and thinking of you as Quest before you gave me permission right. to call you Amir. Before I insisted that yeah. you call me by my uh, government name. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, good for him." I mean, he, you just seem so um, measured and like appreciative it was a great speech but to i remember th- yeah i'm sure you're sick of hearing this but like i was bummed for you that that moment your moment was um you know had had to be like had that surrounding it and it was probably super annoying to then go backstage and now here we are many months later uh talking about it so i don't want to bore you with it but um no 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 i mean you know i'm i'm in a i'm probably in the the fourth or third most viral moment in television history. Yes, that's true. That's wild. Maybe I'm Charlie Brown. I'm not the star of my own Halloween special. <laughs> yes. Um, but <laughs> you're uh, who would you um, be? Linus, I, maybe no, a Schroeder. I, I will say that everything that happened from that night on uh was a major life change. Uh yeah, Pat. It, it it was an impact that that was necessarily to shake me and wake me up to 
where it is now. Oh, yeah. And yes, I went through every emotion under the sun. Yeah. I went through crying episodes, near manic episodes, celebratory episodes. Yeah. I went through, I literally went through everything. But I do think that I came out wiser. Yeah, isn't that amazing? For it. But it was never, but for me, it was really never, if you're asking me, like, what was the main issue of that night in hindsight? Yes, this, the slap was traumatizing and the slap was not, I mean, it, it, I'm underselling it if I say it's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but I will say that for me, I already had a bigger elephant in the room, and that was the whole worthy of even being there in the first place. My ex actually said to me, like, you're such a master manifester that you actually got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? You love nothing more than hiding in plain sight. Ah, uh, yeah. Ha. Huh. Wow. And Interesting. Yeah. You wanted mm -hmm. to win that award in the most quietest, non-disruptive way, like sort of an act of God. If there's a way for me to win this award in the quietest way possible to not offend anyone or it's, get anyone mad true. at me. Please let it happen. <laughs> it's true. And it happened. It happened. It was in the wake of that kind of a, a moment. That's yes. That's really funny and interesting. Um uh too much to talk about, but I but I want to touch on uh Clotilde, the um Yes. This is I know it's such a big issue. Um, and and, I, and it's fascinating. I went down a, a rabbit hole myself um, about it. I, I, I can't believe they, they still had slave ships back then that they were still smuggling slaves in after I yeah. mean, it was almost 50, it was 1807 was the they prohibited the act of Congress prohibited the slave trade. And here in 1860, there's the that's the last they're still doing they're it. still doing it. How? Um, well, well, America's going to America. Yeah. And so <laughs> yes, America be Americaning. America's going to America. <laughs> yeah. And the rule number one in America is you can't tell me what to do. Uh -huh. And so, yeah. you know, essentially what wound up happening was um, because of the slavery uh, ending and now being punishable. There's a capital you know, offense, the, right? Yes. Yeah. By, by death. Yes. Yeah. These two sharecroppers uh, met a ship captain and they had a bet. And the bet was I could still smuggle some slaves in. Oh, my God. And does it on a very small scale. Um, was that Timothy Mehir? Mehir? Timothy Mayer. Mayer. Yes, Mayer. And so what winds up happening is he goes to uh, the West Coast to the, uh, I guess, uh, to Liberia. Nigeria. Nigeria. And they are in a civil war with Benin, which is uh -huh. another part of the West part of Africa. Uh -huh. Small country. And... With those uh, 110 um, captives on on the uh, on the on the ship, uh, they come back to America. Of course, uh, the British bust them yeah. all over. <laughs> and it wasn't. I mean, it was more like having cocaine in the car. Like right. this is illegal. Like that's right, sort of right, right. You didn't pay taxes for this free labor. You know, that's yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. It wasn't like outrage that you were shipping human beings. Exactly. Yeah. And so what winds up happening is, you know, they both snitch on each other. Well, he, he made a bet. Well, he bet us that they didn't. Uh, yeah. And really? So you mean those court. guys weren't didn't have like convictions and they weren't uh, they, they weren't no, no, no. They, they got convicted. Yeah. And so meanwhile, my so my great, great, great grandfather was literally the last one chosen because wow. the Clotilde was such a small ship that they figured, you know, the best way to, to pack and store 
captives was just get the young ones. So grab all the grab the kids, the the two to thirteen year olds, uh-huh. pack them and get them to America, and you can get you know good use out of them. Oh Someone starts God. at thirteen and ends at sixty. And so they were taking them from their parents, obviously. Yeah. Oh, so shit. a lot of. Cr- Right. So the trauma of being kidnapped. Oh, my God. Then he's like, well, wait. Uh, all right. So give 30 back and bring more women in so that they can be more maternal and loving to them. And oh, my God. Then calm them down. And then so then they're crying. And he's like, wait a minute. It's 110 of them. And there's only six of us and only got six guns. Oh, my God. Uh, I need someone to control them. And so my great, great, great grandfather was six foot five. He was 50 years old and single, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not even in history yet. <laughs> like he's single, yeah. 50 wow. years old. And yeah. And so oh he was God. the last one chosen to sort of be like the authority figure. Oh, my God. Um, To calm them down from crying. Wow. And um, so when they finally land in Mobile, Alabama, unsuccessfully, you know, he's like, all right, so can we go home? And they're like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, they they burnt the ship, they so there's the no way ship. to get yeah. you home. Oh my god! And he's like, "Well, can we have this land?" And they're like, "Well, you can't have it, but we'll <laughs> sell it to you." And it just so happens that there was a large population of Benin, West Africa, same language, same mother tongue, um, Nigerians and Ghana people in Alabama. Oh wow! And so he basically said, "Look, let's put all all of our money together. We'll start Africa Town. Wow." Like, we'll, We'll take this 2,000 square acre land and wow. we'll build our huts. Like, we'll act like we're in Africa. Since, since we can't go home, we'll bring home here. Wow. And so essentially, this is a documentary that is about life in Mobile, Alabama, in which the last African captives started a community. That's so wild. And sort of the after effects of it. Because there's, you know, some generation kids way younger than me that want to sort of leave the town and start their own lives and, start, you know. But then there's pressure on surviving people to remember every name and remember the traditions. And then there's also the fact that, you know, uh, the person that owned, owned the farm, and the, his his land, uh, Tom, uh, Mayor, like, yeah, there's still his a family prominent was able family. to build successful. Yeah, like they still have successful businesses, yeah. but also, you know, there's like chemical factories surrounding Africa towns. So there's pollution and cancer death and all that stuff. So. There's a lot of issues um, in there, but essentially this is a story of how a town sort of deals with the trauma of what happened to it like 200 years ago. Oh, so and, and, and the effects of which are still being felt, obviously. So talk about speaking of, yeah. you know, relevance and why things mm-hmm. why things need to be remembered. And that's I can't wait. And that's coming out. Um, it's going to be on Netflix Netflix in October. And yes. and if you get and if you get nominated for that, you will probably most likely not go to the Oscars. well i mean you know even though i'm producing this uh with the higher ground people which you know are my friends uh barry and michelle Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) i will never hesitate i will never hesitate to 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 do uh an an obama impression yeah i know it's the they're the past yeah yeah we're the producers and um you know again i i think this is another situation where i'm not entering in a situation where it's like Oh, we got to win the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, just just to find out who I was. Oh, my God. It was five years ago. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what Benin was. And it was or, on that show. It was on that uh, Discovering Your finding Roots. Finding Your Roots. Finding Your Roots. Right. Yeah. So just so that that happened was mm. elation. Then to find out, like, there's more to the story. Oh, it's an amazing story. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I got my reward. Yeah, for it. good. I, well, I can't wait yeah. to see it. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. For all the shorties that want voluminous, fanned-out lashes, this ad is for you. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara creates corner-to-corner panoramic lash volume. Their tapered brush catches every single lash, even those pesky corner lashes. You know who you are, corner lashes. With the Panorama Mascara, you'll easily achieve that effortless, false lashes look. It's one of Christian's favorite looks. Plus, it lasts up to 24 hours and is clump and flake resistant. And just when you thought it couldn't get better, it does. The Panorama Mascara is a lot more affordable than other luxe mascaras. And honestly, it probably does a better job. It's affordable, but it's deceptive because it comes in a premium gold luxe packaging. So if you want a mascara that can do it all, volumize, lengthen, and stay put all day, you can buy the Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. When your work presentations and docs look good, you look good. Design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. Start with a designer-made template and use it as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. If you feel like you have a lot of ideas, but it's hard to organize them into a succinct format, I can relate. Yeah, so when we're putting together a, a pitch deck for a movie idea that we have that we're currently working on, mm-hmm. We're not going to use an old-fashioned deck. We're going to use Canva so our deck really pops. It's a, it's a complete game changer. So presenting our creative ideas, it's going to be like never before. We're going to wow people with our decks. Wow any audience and finish your work faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hello, hello again, shaboom, and up we'll meet again. Quick lightning round, if you will, Amir. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite emoji, your go-to emoji? The frustrated eyes close. Oh, uh, I always have a kind of a pie-in-the-face moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you don't like the hand in the face like that? Oh, man. No, okay. I'm I'm the ah yeah. dang like that's my constant face. <laughs> okay. That's my go-to emotion. Okay. Matter of fact, yeah. I tell people all the time, like my new version of how your day was. Uh-huh. I don't do that anymore because I don't believe when people saying, "Yeah, I'm fine." Yeah. <laughs> I tell them small the talk. screenshot. You don't like small talk. I don't. Yeah. But I tell when I first meet people, I tell them the screenshot their most used emojis. Oh, that's really. That tells me everything about a person. Oh, that's funny. In mere seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in a mere seconds. Um, unless it's like some random, you have to be right. I'm thinking I, I keep sending strawberries to my, <laughs> to my girlfriend right. and it would be way too difficult to explain that. Um, it, it's hickeys. I get hickeys. it. Yes. I get oh, it. you got it. Okay. Well, I guess it's not. Difficult. Right. Uh, who is your first celebrity crush? I remember the look of horror on my mom's face when I told her that I love Betty Rubble. She had a really it. good I, I on the back of my on the back of my fruity pebbles. Yeah, I get it. Um, she had a really good eight by ten headshot. Uh-huh. And <laughs> hey, look! At least Betty Rubble was a human being, a cartoon character. I, I liked uh, the Maid Marian from the Robin Hood from the Disney Robin Hood. <laughs> 
<laughs> she, was, she was in the box. Some bestiality. But if it's a but if it's a human being, it, it's a tie between Raquel Welch mm-hmm. and Maria from Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, very different. Wow, the real yeah. spectrum. Um, who, what is your, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> no more sugar for me. Okay, um, <laughs> my favorite ice cream flavor. I would say that my default thing is I I love Oreo ice cream. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Um, cookies and cream. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite holiday, Amir? Halloween. I think I've defined my life by Halloween. I'll say that Halloween is my favorite holiday. And is there a um in a clay movie, maybe a horror movie that this time time of year, a spooky movie? I'm not a horror that... guy. I'm oh really? I'm I'm a thriller guy. Like, okay. what would you consider Silence of the Lambs? It's a thriller, right? Uh, it's funny. We we have that on our list to watch for Halloween. It's it's a thriller, I would say, more than a horror. Have you But they're ever... horrifying. All right. I'm really going to mess horror. your viewers up. One time, I, I was yelling at um, Eli Roth. You know, he he would direct these Director. like horrible, extreme. Like, like hostile and yes. cabin fever. Yeah. And Tarantino's telling me like, wait, I'm not violent. Like, this guy's violent. And he's like, <laughs> at least... You know, with the ear slicing scene, I turn the camera away, but this True. guy will show the knife going into someone's retina. Yeah. And both of them told me, <laughs> he's like, both of them told me, you've seen nothing and experienced nothing until you watch this film called The Audition. Uh, I, we have it on. We're, we're, we're watching have it this you week. Have ever seen The Audition? No, it's on our list. The Audition. We, it's a Japanese film. Are I know. you I, I, and I your girlfriend it. in love? Very much so. There's two... Movies I recommend you don't watch with <laughs> your partner. Oh, really? Number one is Match Point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number uh, two is The Audition. Really? Because uh, it just, it messes with you psychologically. Wow. Because it's really not. I can't wait. A thriller or a horror film. But uh-huh. just that it goes so dark in unexpected places that. Well. Yeah. yeah, I just did this movie Barbarian, which, which is why I saw you last on on the Tonight mm-hmm. Show, and um, the the director of that, who who now I really trust, he came up with this list of top horror movies, and I, Audition was number one. I don't know if it was in any particular order, but he yeah was, was really inspired. Like by that Roth movie. and Tarantino were like, we don't have shit on wow. this film. Oh shit! Okay, well now yeah. okay. Um, what, what about you, uh, Amir? Is there an acclaimed movie that you haven't seen that you're kind of embarrassed to admit you haven't seen? I know you've seen because you're such a movie guy. Okay, so I'm the guy that lived on a tour bus from 17 years, like between right. 93, 2008, 2009. Wow. Um, and up until recently, I finally crossed off all the Star Wars. I was never a Star Wars guy. Wow, that surprises me. I know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a geek that has You're no pedigree. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. a geek that has no pedigree of the films that are necessary. I still have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, That's less surprising. I just, I will say that I've seen The Godfathers enough to just to, to say that, yes, I've seen The Godfather. But yeah. there was a long period where huh. I didn't even watch The Godfathers. Like all the classics I wouldn't watch, but. It was my job to provide all the DVD entertainment on the Roots tour buses. Yeah. And I'm like art house criterion collection. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, Christmas once I actually got David, I think um, for David and Amber, uh, David Cross and Amber Tamblin uh, um, for their uh, post wedding. Like I got them every criterion collection DVD. Thing. Oh, that's so, a great gift. 
I'm I was that person. I was yeah. like art house film criterion collection guy. And then it's <laughs> funny. They're like, do we do we need to watch another Todd Salon's movie <laughs> on the bus? We're just trying to like relax and have fun. Hey man, that's that's my that's my thing right there. David but, Cronenberg. Um, yeah, I I would say that uh, um I should probably watch the Lord of the Rings. Um Wow. Series. Now there's a new one you can watch. Um, it, uh, what is what is your favorite s- cereal, Amir? Peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Oh, wow. Yeah, great. That's answer. my weakness. You like the puffins if you want to be a little healthier? Or you um, well, actually, you know, I'm I'm one of the first investors in um, Magic Spoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Magic that? Spoon is a low sugar cereal. If, if you're a person that has taken sugar out of your diet, you uh-huh. know, like when you used to go on a, I don't know if you ever had to go on a diet, but like back in the day when Diet Coke used to taste like nasty as hell, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you lower your sugar and then suddenly you're like, hey, this tastes like regular Coke, like that uh-huh. sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's, I, I would say that it would take 14 days for you to get used to, for your mind to be like, this is not Cocoa Pebbles. No. I won't eat this cardboard, but yeah, <laughs> be- I, Magic Spoon to me is the... Oh, wow. That's cool. You know. Oh, all right. I'll check that out. Um, and do you drink uh, coffee or tea? And if so, how do you take it? Um, I like mocha. Mocha. Yep. I'm not a coffee guy, um, but there was a point where I would take two triple espressos before every Fallon... So did I just basically admit to your <laughs> listeners that I I do bumps before? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah. 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 Um, Quick slap. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I I um there was a point where for a good six year stretch, I was taking well, two triple espresso shots. Yeah. But Amir, in your defense, that that, that whole atmosphere has that. I, I, I when I just finished doing it, I came back to the hotel and I, my girlfriend was like, yeah, "Is everything's okay?" I was on this like, I was so amped up. I mean, there's this the energy there is like even when Jimmy comes backstage and like I, I I've had I've known Jimmy right. for years and he's like, "What's up, buddy? Hey, man! Oh, and we're doing bits and like it's big, you know, it's um a lot. I've, you know, for me, like normally because it's so cold there, that should keep me up. But there will be sometimes there's one particular guest that you you remember, you remember the sloth and um I forget the name of that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Zootopia. Yeah. The like, best there's 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 a guest that sort of has the motor skills of that sloth. <laughs> uh-huh. Where I can't wait to do I got the, the script. Uh-huh. Oh boy. And then like he's that yeah. slow. Yeah. Um. And I remember there was once, or t- there was once where Jimmy, much to his chagrin, like caught me mid yawn. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it's tomorrow. Like I'm oh. smiling. Like I, I <laughs> like, I, and I didn't want that to happen again. So I was uh, like, all right, I need all the caffeine in the world. Uh, so I started drinking. Oh, that's funny. Six um, shots of espresso before the show. Um, it, if you, uh, Amir's a great name, but if you had to choose a different first name, where did Questlove come from? I mean, I guess you have chosen uh, a different name. I hate monikers. I hate, um, mm-hmm. when like anytime someone names themselves in hip hop, it's always a dated name yeah. that will clearly tell you which era they came from. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know where the Fresh Prince came from. Yes. You know right. where Lil Wayne came from. Like, yeah, you the can Lil almost era. see the, right. And so I... I had a really unsuccessful run at giving myself a name. And so when we got our record deal, like at first it was, it it was horrible. My first name was Defto Money. Uh. (laughs) 
<laughs> DEF, I'm guessing. DEF, uh, yeah. Def Dome. I yeah. wish it <laughs> No, I, no, no, no. I'm not going there. And we want to keep our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Def Dome money. And then Tariq gave me some weird, like, divine technician on the drum set. Yeah. or something like that and then i, I was like eight, then i was a sample and then yeah. my fourth time around i was just like look man i'm gonna be nothing i'm just gonna be Whoa. i'm gonna be a, a question mark <laughs> yeah the artist formerly known as right and this was like a year before prince changed his name so i was just like when people ask me i'm gonna shrug my shoulders like yeah oh god that'd name. be a great that'd be actually kind of like a baller if, and then you'd have to be introduced like ladies and gentlemen right and then you just start playing <laughs> So what winds up happening is that that is exactly what I do for the first record. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, so, Mark, would you? I was like, wait, why y'all keep calling me Mark? And they're like, oh. question mark? Your question mark, right? <laughs> Your name's Mark? And I was That's like, damn it. <laughs> so then our second album, I overdid it and did like the world's most pretentious moniker acronym ever. So I decided I'm going to be brother question. Uh-huh. And that was beat recycler of the rhythm brother uh, question but then every journalist was like brother yeah and i was like why do y'all keep saying that well, it was like brother with the exclamation point so we oh, thought it was brother that's so funny third time around i was just like look i'm gonna go old school and when you're old school it's it's three names you're either gonna be rock ski or love uh-huh. and only recently lo cool j revealed to me he's like well i'm glad you're not ski because you don't seem like that type of cat you know what i mean and I was like, wait, that's what that means? He's like, yeah, oh. man, ski means snow. Oh, okay. really? So ski, so ski low does. Well, he was S K E E. Oh, oh, oh S K I. There was Cool Rock Ski from the Fat oh, Boys, yeah. Joe Ski Love from Bismarck. Uh, no, not Bismarck. Bismarck Ski. Bismarck Ski. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So um, Quest Ski didn't roll off the tongue, neither did Quest Rock. Uh huh. Um, so then Quest Love was like, that That was a cool last name. It's and cool. There was a yeah. kid in my class. Uh, his name was William Love. And all the girls loved him. Like, yeah, yeah I'm William Love. And I was yeah. like, all right, yeah. that's my name yeah. now. Oh, I like love. it. It's so. smooth. And love. And why not say love? It's a good word to say. It's a good word to put out in the world. Um, yeah. If you had a sandwich named after you, Amir, the Quest Love uh, at a fancy deli, let's say, yeah. what would be on it? I'm a Philadelphian, so I oh, yeah. it has to be. Well, I have my own sandwich. If you if you oh. go the gold, I feel like those nineteen jobs I'm talking about now yeah. is now like one of the subway. You were a sandwich artist. Well, here's my cereal, and now here's my sandwich. No, uh-huh. if you go on Gold Belly, yeah. Oh, I love Gold Belly. Yeah. Well, there's um, I'm one of the first investors in Impossible Company, and I wanted to make a cheesesteak. Wow. Yeah. That Philadelphians that can eat, but plant based people wanted to cool. have fun too. So that is technically the Quest loves cheesesteak, but I will say that um, whatever it is, it has to contain an Amoroso roll. Uh, wow. Amoroso roll is a Philadelphian religion. Okay. It's not right. a sandwich unless it has an Amoroso roll. And I don't want to create any contention among up Philadelphians, but what is your go-to when you go back to Philly? What's your spot? What's the cheesesteak? Um, you know, I will say that um, Delisandro's uh-huh. is probably the one that I would recommend to people. Um, but there, there's a guy, uh, in Philadelphia named JL Jupiter, who uh-huh. literally is like the Bourdain of Philadelphia uh-huh. in terms of like giving you the hole in the wall spot that is three Michelin star worthy. 
Cool. Yeah. JL Jupiter. And um, okay. he just, you know, he puts out his annual. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting, in addition to waiting for EatsCon, which is uh-huh. the Coachella food yeah. this weekend, um, I'm waiting for JL Jupiter's uh, top five cheesesteak list. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll check that out. Yes. Um, and do you prefer the uh, oh, f- favorite Tom Hanks movie? A movie, if you could only watch one Tom Hanks movie again. What would you hold on to? They're going to take away all the other ones. Ah, it's so easy to say big, isn't it? Yeah, but then you watch it and it's like, oh, it's it's great on so many well, levels. It's so weird because as a kid growing into puberty, yeah, that bachelor party poster was everything. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, with the bra. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. I don't want to go into why, but I know exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, um, I know I'm going to miss something. Like my heart's with big, uh huh. But I know there has to be. Yeah, I'll, I'll say big. Good. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah. It's it's better better not to overthink the uh, the Tom. It's like it's it's there for a reason. It was at the tip of your tongue for a reason. Yeah. Um, toilet roll over or under? Do you have a preference? Man, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh huh. Um, signs of a true bachelor. I'm so lazy now. Now that I'm back in this house alone, I'm the guy who will let the toilet paper go down to the its very last thing. Uh-huh. And instead of just taking it off, replacing it with a new one, uh-huh. I will take the new roll and balance it on top of <laughs> yes, the yes, onion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yep, that's a bachelor move. Um, yeah. and, and lastly, Amir, finish the sentence, if you will. Yeah. Life is short, so... Fuck it. Fuck it? Oh, wait. <laughs> That that could be taken two ways. <laughs> no, it could be taken anyway. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in that risky business, yeah, sort of like jump totally. in the pool. Like, fuck it. I don't mean literally as in a verb. Like, yeah, oh, there's no, life. no, 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 not make it. love to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just mean life is short. So, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I like it, Amir. This is the best. Thanks, and t- tell Zog and Jimmy and everyone. I say, uh, I will tell the best. guys you said hello. Dude, thanks, man. This was too. Too good. This All is right. hard to stop. Thanks, All Amir. Right. All right. So that so just that happened. Just happened. <laughs> uh, how would you? Do? Uh, he's, he's got, got a, a little th- bit of a Yoda laugh. I love his laugh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great laugh. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, it's fun to make somebody like that laugh too, because he has such a. It's jovial. There's something yes. really like. Um, and and full bodied. He's got a full bodied laugh and a very rich brain. Oh man, does he? he ever, um, how fertile is that brain? The references. You want are a great. brain? Yes, it's a hell of a brain. It's a pick. Yeah. Oh my god. He. Um, yeah. I, it's funny that he's that he's concerned with his dated references be, <laughs> no. in his in like dating life now um, because he's, he's so his full dating of, references because he, he's so full of. I mean, he knows so much. I like, know. He's like a pop culture wizard, so it must be so challenging. I, I kept imagining him on a date with someone who's a bit younger, and I imagine it being so challenging for him not to make, not to be able to make certain references because no. they're so like on the tip of his brain. It but seems. then, doesn't that mean he that should it, date older people? Yes, that's what I thought. But yeah. who? I mean, I'm not telling him. Who to. are I'm you just to saying, tell him that? Who I'm, not, he has I'm to just date. saying. I'm just saying naturally, if mm-hmm. that is. That's kind of how he, the world he lives in. Yes. You know, the the the, the references that he traffics in, 
um, wouldn't that mean it'd be easier, just easier to relate to well, somebody? Well, I, I th- I've dated people of different ages my life, and I always find it so nice and helpful when the person you're dating is around your age. Is getting the reference. Where they get what you're talking about, and vice versa. Well, that, but then the flip side is, I I'm just uh, to play devil's advocate again to my own point. You learn new stuff. You learn new stuff. I know. Yeah, and also, so what? It's like, okay, so somebody doesn't know the never-ending story. Uh, see, uh, I think it's a, it's a really nice bonding thing to be is. to have the same culture, cultural touchstones. You know, I met um, one of the guys I'm working with. He, he has an incredible story. He's from Tibet. It was such a different. He was t- telling me a little bit about what it was like living there, and I was so interested in him. But I felt like it was so difficult to relate to him. It'd be so difficult to you know spend significant time with somebody like that, like a Sherpa. Is that one of the reasons you? You haven't climbed a very impressive mountain yet because yeah. you're afraid of the conversation yes. with the Sherpa. Yeah, but the social time I'd be spending with it's the a, Sherpa. It's a good excuse not to do it. You know, this extremely physically demanding thing. I would do it. I would climb Mount Everest. But what would I talk to the Sherpa about? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'd run out of conversation at like 10,000 feet. Oh, yeah, the climb would be a piece of cake. I could do that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. But, but what the hell would I talk to the Sherpa about? <laughs> yeah, we would just be climbing in silence. It'd be awkward. <laughs> It'd be weird. Um, I met a Sherpa once. He was uh, he was an Uber driver, and if I had a nickel for every time I've heard a story starting that <laughs> isn't, way, isn't that funny? That I, but I was like, I kept making jokes about how we were every time we go over like a little hill, I'd, I'd be like, Oh, I'm so glad you're with me. You're, <laughs> I bet he loved that. <laughs> well, well, he was really playful and funny. He he had never climbed a mountain. What? Yeah, not all Sherpas. He was from Sherpa. It was his name too, and they're part of uh, the uh, tr- tribe there. I think and. Um, Tibet, uh, Nepalese tribe, um, but and and you know he comes from uh, obviously a long line. All of his relatives are were able to climb mountains, but he just left at a certain age, and so he probably has a very impressive lung capacity. That's what I said. Yeah. I said, do you find yourself when you climb stairs and stuff? And he's like, well, I, I have nothing to relate it to, but I, I guess I'm pretty. You know, he's like, I'm good at I can climb. <laughs> stairs and stuff. Oh my God. We were just at our nephew's birthday party and all the kids were running around and they came back and I noticed that none of them were out of breath. breath. Isn't that funny? And then I, at one point I, I jogged around (laughs) the perimeter of the yard for for like a minute and I came back and I was like gasping for air. It was so sad. I, I, I told you the first day of dodgeball practice that we had when we were doing the movie um, I just went so I went like gung ho. I was also trying to impress everybody. I was so like eager to have that job. And the next day, I um, I I literally couldn't move out of bed. I couldn't stand up. <laughs> and you were a younger man then. Yes, I was twenty five. I went back to the last time I, play, I had played dodgeball was I don't know fifteen years earlier in school, ten yep. years earlier. And when your body's just you know just wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know this conversation so far is I think very appropriate for the episode we're doing because your conversation with Questlove uh-huh. was a bit, it was really interesting, but it was all kind of all over the place. It was. It was, it was very like rabbit holy. Yeah, it was. And I feel like that's what this outro is so far. Well, that's it's a why, bit rabbit holy. Well, it's why I like hanging out with you and it's why I like hanging out with Quest. I like kind of traveling around. I like chasing each other. Yeah, and yeah. not completing stories. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, it's cool that he let you call him Amir. It, it is cool. You were yeah. like, oh, great. I know. Great. I really felt uh, that Obama story is great, but I didn't f- totally understand it because I thought the ending was Obama comes up to him and he was like, put his arm around him. He's like, so, that was yeah, amazing. I thought it was going to be you like pivoted and you you ended up impressing the kids and we had the craziest party yeah. and Obama's ties around his head and 
he described like the, the most is, the most successful party, yes. and he pulled it off. Yeah, and then he didn't do it for six months because he was so dejected and he was crying as he left the White House. I don't well, get it. Well, I guess the lesson is that. It's all your your own worst critic, and and you have to really battle yourself. You have to be okay. You have to get good with yourself. But he succeeded. He objectively. I know, but he, he's not he with succeeded. himself. He never got okay with. He never became okay with the idea of letting himself down. So he so he he knew he didn't let the president down. Mm-hmm. He didn't let the party goers down. Did he let Bruce Springsteen down? I don't think he let anyone down, except uh, maybe Bruce Springsteen. Maybe. Yeah, that's oh, maybe a tough that. One. Maybe that's. But I think it. it was more about himself letting himself down because he had this whole. I think he has like a real. Um, He's a real like genius, musical yeah. genius. Oh my god, you think? No, no, I, but I know he. Have is, you ever but, seen the Tonight Show? <laughs> no, no, he is, but in a way that I think, like a Mozart, you are your own. You hold yourself to mm-hmm. your own high standard. I guess I so. don't know what it's like to be a genius. I, I can't. I can only. I can only. Certainly assume. not a DJ genius. <laughs> no, no. Everybody no, hurts. No. Uh, yeah, I guess. I forgot the girl, Golden Girls song again. I was just about to sing it. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. I see. I bet he would. Um, I, I, I don't know what. The, it's almost like a mathematical brain he has. It's oh, math he would blend that song in with like who let the dogs out. <laughs> seem like, he probably connects yeah. things that are like, how does a human brain think to do that? He's a musical magician. I know. And just to do that. I mean, like, look no further than like. How quickly he needs to play certain songs that that happens a lot on the Tonight Show where he's like, Jimmy will reference something like, uh, it's kind of like Back to the Future and Marty McFly, and they're like, that's the power, and they start playing. Yeah, you know, they'll go right into it. That's amazing. Should we read a letter? Oh yes, I'm just seeing a big yellow heart, which I love on the on the letter, but that's not all the letter is. That'd be wild. It's from Carrie McKierlin. M-C-E-R-L-E-A-N. McKierlin. 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 Subject, is my life a lie? Hi, Justin. Whoa. (laughs) That's intense. Hi, Justin and Christian. My name is Carrie McKierlin. (laughs) McKierlin. Can you guess how it's pronounced? No, Carrie. (laughs) We obviously can't. Um, doubt it, she says. Yep, you're right. I recently started. <laughs> I recently, that'd be tough to have a name. She must know that people have a hard time with it. Uh, and you have a hard time in general with names. Yes, and I really want to know them. It, I, I've been. It's been interesting getting to know. I'm getting to know this new crew that I'm working with, and there's some fun names. But I, I'm tr- I'm trying to learn them them all. Uh, I think it it really helps getting to know a person. Oh, where did the name come from? You know, mm-hmm. um, doubt. Uh, is that just an obvious? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Back to Carrie. I recently started listening and noticed you both talk about pronunciations of names. <laughs> names a lot. Oh boy. Anywho, <laughs> I visited Ireland recently for the first time and asked some Irishmen how they would pronounce it. My dad. Oh, oh so so is it not even clear in her family? Uh, my dad always said it's, oh, like you said, Mackerlane, Mac- Mackerlane, Mackerlane. People even call him Mac because of this. But in Ireland, they say it's Mackerlane. Add a little Irish twang, would you? Mackerlane. So which do I go by? Is my life a lie? Love the podcast. Love the diverse guests you guys interview, talk about, and love the lightning round as well. I've always loved your movies, Justin. Just as Emma Stone in Zombieland says about Bill Murray, quote, you have a direct line to my funny bone. Oh, I like that line. And it's very sweet here. Um, Christian, you're just as funny. 
Wow. Oh, very nice. Don't sell yourself short. Why do people keep thinking I'm selling myself short? <laughs> no. no. You hadn't sold yourself. Um, plus, you share the same name as my boyfriend. So she didn't write it like that. I happened to say it like that. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Oh, Carrie. Um, so you get some points there. Okay. You get some points from Carrie. I'll take them where I can get them. Um, would you rather? Would you rather know what everyone around you is thinking of? Ooh, this, I've thought about this. Would you rather know what everyone around you is thinking about you or be completely oblivious to the people around you? Love the pod. That is a really good question. Comple- completely oblivious to the people around you? Like, to, to what extent? Uh, I guess you're just unaware of their like presence. presence. That would be... I, I, would to, have to, I would have to do the first one if that's yeah, the case. Because then you'd never be able to interact with anyone. Exactly. But if if it if she means it more like this, maybe like, like when you're, you're out in the obli- world, you're oblivious to what they think of you, or mm. you know what they think of you. Well, she says, "Would you know what everyone around you is thinking about you, or be completely oblivious to the people?" See, around I you? think the second one is meant to be the opposite of the first one. So if the first one is you know what everyone thinks but about then it would you, just be normal. It would just be like you are in everyday life. You, you not wouldn't... normal. It's like because normal is something in between, I think. I guess because so you, you have a sense of what yeah, people think right. of you. You're or right. um it's, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes they tell you what they think of you. But imagine if you had no clue what they yeah. were thinking of you. I I have a real fear of losing that sense, you know. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, That's it a is. tough one. If it is that, if those are the two options. Oof. I might need to know what everyone thinks about me and then just deal with that. And then it, maybe it might be an incredible and then superpower. Maybe adjust my behavior accordingly. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you would. It would be hard. I mean, it would be such a blow to your ego and you'd have to get used to it. But I think I think it might be best in the long run to I, know what people think. Yeah, I think it might be helpful actually to go to just just for your existence. I, I think for your social existence. I think I would start hearing this a lot, like Oh, he's talking a lot, or like, oh, that, that like, n- ner- you know. Well, then I, you adjust. Then you, yeah, then you, that's true. Start talking less. Anywho, uh, back to Carrie. Love the pod. Curry Mac. That's how she, she calls him. Curry Mac. Um, thank you, Curry McCurlin or Macarlene. Um, what a nice letter. And thank you for your letter. Uh, it was a great question, too. And if you guys would like to write in, we love getting these letters and reading them and, our email address is lifeisshort at wondery.com. And thank you to Questlove, or as Justin calls him, Amir. Yes, Amir. Just the coolest and funniest. I mean, what a great guy. Yeah, it was a good one. I, I just want to – talking to him made me want to – I mean, I felt like we were hanging out. I mean, we were hanging out, but I want. I just wanted more. He's just an easy, fascinating guy to, to be around. It made me want to buy some records. Yeah, right. Oh my god, how about his record play? I know. Two hundred thousand? What an interesting human being. Um, I'm so glad we we got to do that. I've I've always been I've always really liked being around Quest, but I've never had time. Amir, why am I downgrading? It's a cool name to say, Quest. Yeah. Amir is too, but Quest is cool. Yeah, Quest. Um <laughs> Okay. Anyway, thank you guys uh for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Life is Short is hosted by me, Justin Long. It is co-hosted by you, Christian Long. Also produced by him, and it's produced by Megan, Monaco, and Katie Allen. And senior producer is Michelle, Mish, Lands. Audio engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Executive producer, Marshall Louis. All for a company called Wondery. Bye, everyone. 
What it says about him is that he, he he's more concerned with how he looks, how cool he looks, or like sophisticated or, or whatever it is. Try to imagine who you would give your first impression rose if you had one for these guys. That's tough. Yeah, but I but keep it in mind. Um, okay. Wait, but I think it's already happened. I, I That guy who... Don't tell me. Do you okay. know? Yeah, I don't remember his name. He was oh. just like one of the normal ones. How do you know who got the first impression? Uh, no, who I would give it to so far. Oh, it's already happened for you. I have a front runner. Oh, oh that's yeah. fine. But I don't remember his name. It was just one oh, of those guys who was like. All right. We'll see him again. That's wait till the end of the right before the show. Okay. Like wait till she's okay. Okay. All right. Hi, Hi. I'm Ryan. Like, why did he have to come on? On why did he have to skate in? Well, so different. Remember, I'm the guy who skated in. I bet they get that, or they're. I wonder if they come up with that shit on their own. I, I, I think they tell them, you know, make yourself known, like, make it a memorable. Or they just see the show and they know how it works. They know that, like, it's easier to talk about, to, to be remembered for a certain thing. Like, I'm the skateboard guy. I'm the box mm-hmm. guy. I'm the guy who came, fucking p- p- helicoptered in. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. Run! There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide, and best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you, here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. <laughs>